Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung, the prayers that have been prayed, and the opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we look into your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts, that you will be glorified therein. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are into our second episode of our series entitled, Some Assembly Required. And in this second episode, our focus is going to be on a very controversial point in times today. We're going to be talking about what the wife's supposed to be doing. Yep, see, I knew, I told you it was going to be controversial already. And my opening statement for today goes like this. A wife is not called to be subservient in a marriage. But instead, the couple, through mutual submission, are to model unity and glorify God. I'm going to say that again because I'm, I'm getting amens already. We ain't even starting nothing yet. But anyway, a wife is not called to be subservient in a marriage. But instead, the couple, through mutual submission, are to model unity and glorify God. A husband and wife strive for mutual benefit in the relationship which reflects God's intention. A husband and wife strive for mutual benefit in the relationship which reflects God's intention. As I said before, we are into the second episode of the series. And if you remember last week, the subtitle was The Right Mindset. The Right Mindset. This week, episode number two, the subtitle is The Right Meaning the right meaning. And so in our definitions, we have actually five definitions today because I, I think these last couple we need to really look at, look at the definitions and get understanding. First definition is marriage. The state of being united to a person of the opposite sex as husband or wife in a consensual and contractional relationship recognized by law. Next word is right. Right is conform to the constitution of man and the will of God or to justice and equality. I mean equity. I said equality. Equity not deviating from the true and the just according with truth and duty. Number three is meaning. That which is meant or intended. Intent, purpose, aim, or object. Next one is wife. The lawful consort of a man, a woman who is united to a man in wedlock, a woman who has a husband, <clears throat> has a husband, a married woman. Then just so we can get things together, what's a consort? A consort is one who shares the lot of another, a companion, a partner, especially a wife or a husband. I want, when y'all heard consort, I didn't want y'all being all up in arms because we have to understand that this is a mutual pact that God is creating um, 
with the marriage situation. We're going to be in Ephesians and still, Ephesians the fifth chapter. We're going to be starting at the 21st verse. We're going to be going Ephesians 5, 21 through 24, English Standard Version. And then we're going to jump over to 1 Peter, the third chapter, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 6. Ephesians, the fifth chapter, starting at the 21st verse, says this, Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church his body, and is himself its Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. 1 Peter 3, verse number 1 says this, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. When they see your respectful and pure conduct, do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy woman who hoped in God used to adorn themselves, by submitting to their own husbands. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you are her children, if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. Father, we thank you for your word, and we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of, your, of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so... It is very important, and that's why this one, this subtitle is this, having the right meaning. We have to ensure that we have an understanding of what the different categories are and the meaning of those categories. Before we have heard that, uh, uh, that it is the responsibility of women to be... Uh, subordinate to be submit, the word they used was submitted to men, but the intention of that definition of submit was contrary to what the intention of the Bible is. That definition was subservient. Whatever he says to do, you need to do it. Whatever he says to do, you need to do it. Whatever he says to do, you need to do it because he's the head. And in this context, head does not mean boss. Head does not mean uh, uh, emperor or anything of that that has a dominating me uh, a method. In this uh, situation, the head actually, if you would think about it, is actually the servant of the body. I know the brothers weren't going to give me no amen on that. The head is actually the servant to the body. Because it used as an example, just like the relationship of Christ with the church. And Christ served the church. And because he served the church, the church willfully did whatever it is that Christ directed to have happen. And so now we have to look at the proper meaning of what 
the wife is. If we wanted to go back through the history of Scripture to kind of get this uh, definition, we would see that God looked at man and said that he needs somebody to assist him. Now, there's two different directions that God could have gone in. He could have found an animal that could have assisted him, but he didn't want to find an animal. He could have went and did the same process that he did in order when he created man, but he didn't do that. He actually took out of man the part that the, and created from man that which needed to be the assistant to man. Now I've heard heard comments that he didn't take a woman from his head because woman was not supposed to dominate. Did not take woman from his feet because he's not supposed to be dominating the woman. But he took woman from the side because they were supposed to be conjoined and he was supposed to be able to put his arms around her and 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 and, and they were supposed to operate in unity and togetherness. But when sin came in, it kind of discombobulated everything a little bit. And so Paul is trying to say, if we want to do this God's way in order to get God's results, we got to do it in the way that God designed for it to be done. It cannot, it's impossible for there to be two heads. So somebody has to be in charge. Being in charge does not mean that you have all authority. I'm kind of getting into next week's stuff, but because sometimes we think if I'm in charge, that means whatever I say goes. No, because Jesus told us, if you remember from last month, Jesus said, if you want to be the greatest in heaven, you got to be the biggest servant. Right? Okay. But let me focus on. The, the, the side. So the, the purpose of this, the wife, the, the consort, the partner, the, the, the person is in this is to assist you in your leadership, which means just because she don't agree with you does not mean that she's being disagreeable. What I'm saying is your idea may be a good idea, but it may not be the best idea because there's some parts that you did not think about when you was thinking of the idea. And so when she comes up and says, well, I think that we might need to make this adjustment. You can't go over in the corner and get an attitude because she is brought in to help you because you are the head to perform the duties that you were called to do. Amen. Okay, I ain't even in my notes yet. Also, what we have to really look at is the fact that it is a collaboration of two individuals coming together because two is better than one to do something greater. Remember I said the power of two is greater than the power of one. And so we want to operate in the power of two. That's right, power of two. And so we want to ensure that we operate in that direction because words have meaning. And when we understand that words have meaning, when a certain word is used, it has a purpose beyond, beyond, behind why it is used. And so if we look at 
Well, every time we look at wife in scripture, we realize that there's a word that is attached to wife. Almost every time you see wife, this word shows up. And that word is submit. And the word submit means that, ladies, I want you, this is, we want you to take your will and willfully submit it or give it to whoever it is that you're submitting to. And that's what submission is. You're willfully taking your desires and you are giving your desire to whoever it is that you are submitting to. Notice the word I say, willfully. Not forcefully. This is not a forceful situation. So next week when we talk about, we're going to talk about how we can make uh, men, how we can make an environment that is conducive for the willful submission of the will. Because it is what is required. It, it's an environment, it's, 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 it's a, a, a situation where we have to come together in order to make this work. And if we do it the Bible's way, we're going to get the Bible's results. I found something very interesting. Uh, Pastor John Piper had this story to tell, and I think it's something that I want to tell this morning. It says, he says, I dealt with a couple one time. The wife said, that he demanded that she get permission to go to the bathroom. And he says, I just looked at him and said, you're not well. You have an unbelievably distorted view of this fellow heir of the grace of life. You don't understand the Bible. You're taking a word like authority or leadership or submission, and then you're stepping away from the Bible and filling those words up with stuff you want to do. You're not getting this from the Bible. And so we have, we, we have really, really, really tainted it to the advantage and tried to use that advantage to, for self-gratification. We, we've maneuvered, we're manipulated, we tried to set it up so it's my benefit and not mutually beneficial. And so as we are going forward and as we are moving forward, if we want to operate in the manner in which God has designed for this to work, then what has to happen is we have to do it the way that God has set it up for it to work. And so we said that the word uh, submit is, is, is a word that is almost attached to the word wife in Scripture. And so what uh, some people like to do, they like to start with verse number 22 of Ephesians 5. I say this all the time. Why submit to your husband? And if you look at how this is set up, you look at verse number 21, and it says, submitting yourselves one to another as unto the Lord. So we have to really put it all in the proper context. The submission part is something that we do to one another. Amen. It's not just that the wife is a, 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 the submitter, but their husband and wife are submitting to one another. Right. And so when you're submitting one to another, 
then the one that is ultimately responsible according to the word when they make a decision is a decision that may not be uh, totally in agreement, but it's okay because we have submitted to each other. I don't totally agree that we should do this, but because I'm going to walk according to the word, I'm going to submit what I believe is the totally right thing to do to you because we've discussed this and we submitted to one another. You've heard me. I've heard you. And let's go ahead and do this. I know I'm going to get an amen on that. But this is how this thing works out because everybody wants their way. I ain't get amen on that. Oh, y'all need to tell the truth today. Everybody wants it their way. Everybody wants to be Burger, be like Burger King. That reminds me of the story of a woman who went to McDonald's and um, she got up in there and cussed everybody out because they wouldn't make her a whopper. Little side note, cussed them out. And so we have a lot of gentlemen today, whether they're in the pulpit or whether they're sitting in the house, they will jump up. On, they know they don't know too many scriptures as it is, but they know Ephesians five twenty two. Women, you're supposed to submit to me, and I would I would encourage women to actually ask their husband to pull out the Bible and start at verse twenty one, and then let's have a conversation. But I don't want to start no riots in no houses. But I'm just saying. So when the Bible. Is, is, is explaining this, it's, it's this mutual submission, then the mutuality kind of changes because now it becomes that divine order of authority. So God says the man is, has, is, is to have the final word. He's the head. He's the one that's responsible. But he submits to his wife, his helpmeet, who is to assist him with the decisions. And in that, he makes the decision. Now, if you think about that, that's a lot of weight. Because now you got to hear from God, you got to hear from your wife, and you got to listen to what she is saying. So what happens is we jump all out of Ephesians and we jump over to 1 Peter. And when we jump over to 1 Peter, 1 Peter says, let me tell y'all something. Wives, you have the ability to change the environment of your home. He says, if your husband is an unbeliever, he don't believe, you can change the environment of your home by the words that you deliver. Now, the words that you deliver are not words necessarily coming out of your mouth, it is how you conduct yourself when times get a little heated or when times are going forward, when situations are going forward, that is the time that your conversation is the, is the way that Peter said it comes forth. If we want to get God's results, we have to do things God's way. And so, ladies, one of the things that I, I enjoy about 1 Peter 3 uh, is that it gives, I think it's six verses that tells a woman what to do. It only gives the man one verse. And if you look at it, 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 it it's, it's, so, it's so 
relevant to me because it's saying, you know, woman, conduct yourself this way, do this, do this, do this. And it says in verse number seven, I'm kind of combining both weeks. Uh, verse number seven, it says this. You don't have verse seven, son. Uh, husbands, treat your wife as a precious gift. Treat her with value. And if you don't, God won't hear anything you got to say. Now, he gave a long list. Ladies, do this. 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 Dude, you better treat your wife precious. But God ain't going to hear what you have to say. Okay, let me, I'll be, I guess we'll maybe dance on that a little bit more next week. But we have to know what it is that God has set this up. It, there is a hierarchy that God has set up. But the kingdom philosophy of hierarchy is if you want to be the greatest in kingdom, if you want to be in charge, you have to be the servant of all. So it's like uh, 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 one way that we describe it is it's an, it's an inverted triangle where the point is at the bottom. The point is holding all the weight of the rest of the triangle. But no, we want to be the inverted, the, the uh, right side triangle where everybody supports what I want to do. That's not how God has this thing worked out. It's not all about you, baby. It's all about giving God the glory that's due his name. And the glory that's due his name is to do things the way that God has designed it to be set up. And so how does the church submit to Christ? Because he said that we should... Submit to God that the wives should submit to the husband the same way that the church submits to Christ, right? So the church submits to Christ as her protector, right? We submit to Christ as our provider. We submit to Christ as our leader. And although we are free in Christ, we still submit to him. Why does the church submit to him? Because we're trusting that he's leading us to a higher elevation as the church so that we can be that bride without spot or wrinkle. So this is a process that we're going to. So our submission to Christ is, is transforming our very existence. And so if we, go, if we do this in the same manner, ladies, as we do as we do as the church submits to Christ, we see our husband as our provider, as our protector, as our leader, and we submit to him so that he can help us to grow and to become what God has desired, designed for us to be, then it causes this thing to become greater than it could ever have been if we were doing it within ourselves. Because the benefit of this is to make holy. It's, it's a, a cleansing. Uh, uh, the, the Bible says cleansing by the washing of the water. Uh, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. And to present to himself a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless. So it is a process as the submission process is going on, there is a transformation that's going on, which then causes an elevation of the entire body. So this is all to make us better 
than what we were when we got together. Some of us that have been married for a few minutes realize that our marriage when we first got married is way different than our marriage now. Some folks are celebrating that fact and some folks are not. I ain't calling out no names. If you look straight ahead, nobody will know if I'm talking about you. But we have to realize that the power of this is based upon us submitting one to another. Now, think about this. The 21st verse says, submitting one to another. Then the very next verse says, why submit to your husbands? Now, I love the fact that they said your own husband because there was, there was a time when it was expressed that if any man, if a man was a husband, that you were supposed to submit to him. I, I couldn't understand that because that wasn't how I read my Bible when I was a, a young young man. Because I was like, I, I wish somebody would try to tell my mama. I would anyway. So it, it, it <laughs> so it it, it it we have to realize that every word has a meaning. Even Peter says, submit. Uh, you're, you're, you're setting up this environment that's leading for your own husband. Let me jump to that real quick because it, it says, be subject to your own husband. Who Be subject to who? Your own husband. So when somebody else come in there, and that's, and that's why some folks get themselves jacked up because when, when you, you, you're the leader and you're saying, you know, I need to speak to sister such and such, and if her husband's present, nine times out of ten, he probably going to come with her. And that one time is because he didn't realize you was calling her, but he's going to come ask you, why are you talking to my wife? Because he is their protector. So as we're going to close this today, I believe, so submission to Christ, which is the example, submission to Christ is not an absence of our individuality or our independence. So that tells us submission, why submitting to your own husband is not eliminating your individuality, nor is it eliminating your independence. In fact, I believe that's what makes it more dynamic because it, it appears that a lot of times when two people come together, they are beneficial to one another. There are uh, deficiencies in one that is the strength of the other, and there's strengths in one that are deficiency in the other, so that they, when they come together and operate, they realize we got each other covered. And so we don't, we don't uh, run away because and, and, and declare our independence from Jesus. So we should not try to do the same thing when we're operating under the power of submission. So, but we still do have our free will. We still have our ability to make choices. So when we submit to Christ, we enter into a mutually loving uh, relationship. His desire is to have relationship with us, transforms us. And in the same manner, that is the goal of what the marital relationship is. Remember I said it is this mutual beneficial thing that is designed to show God's intentions. 
God's intention is for us doing this process that we discover that we are both growing. And so as we're doing this, we come to this point whereby we can realize that this is mutually beneficial. One of the, one of the points that the commentary I was looking at brought up is this situation is just like dancing. Now, anybody that knows me knows that I'm one of the best dancers to ever grace this earth. And I am lying right now. When I was growing up, uh, my good friend Yolanda Light would come and pull me off the wall and say, let me show you something. And I would be standing there watching her. And she's like, no, you got to move. Because she said to watch. But anyway, so I am not what you would consider even a novice dancer. I am a non dancer to be to be serious about this now everybody else in my family got a little bit of dancing in them but I so Yolanda's got mine and hers all built into one but anyway but the, 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 the thing that it brought out was the fact that dancing is the, the, the art of dancing is the, the perfect definition of how this is supposed to work Traditionally, in most dances, the male is the lead. But it doesn't look as pretty when he's up there doing it by himself. But when he is doing it with his partner, and he's swinging her and doing all the spins and throwing her through the legs and over his head and all this other stuff, folks ain't really looking at the man. They're looking at the beauty and the grace and everything that the woman is doing. Now, if the woman decided in the middle of the dance, I don't want to do it that way, then it's going to look like a mess, right? But she has to submit to the leading of the man. And as she submits, it just makes a beautiful, beautiful performance. And so I, wonder, I pulled, this, pulled this out of that commentary. It says, a good lead plans ahead, directs, and guides the dance. A good lead always provides support for the follow. A bad follow will try to take control. A good follow will create within the borders. And so then they said they had this, this, this uh, they took some statistics, and it says, uh, a survey was taken by women on what action make men bad leads. Among, among the, the, the findings were looking around too much, asking for lessons in the middle of a dance, and not adapting to the follower's level. And then it says it's amazing how applicable those same observations are to a marriage. Just like in dancing. So the, the point is, there is nothing subservient, there's nothing less than the, and when, we come in, when we discuss the role of the wife. She is not second class. She is not beneath the husband. She is in the follow role for a reason. 
Why? Because in most dances, nobody's concerned about the lead, only about the shining performance of the follower. Now notice, they don't say the boss and the subordinate, they say the lead and the follow. Because that's how it is. He's guiding, he's doing the spin, like I said, the spins and all that stuff. But folks ain't looking like how he's holding his hand, spinning her. They're looking at how she's spinning. You see what I'm saying? And so as she submits to that, it causes this to be such a great and grand uh, showing. I was thinking, next time I teach this, I'm going to have... Um, my son and my daughter come up here and do some dancing for y'all. I say that, I know they talk bad about me right now, but you better give me like three years of, of, of a head notice. Okay, all right. I, I kind of made, I wanted to make this funny because this, this, this is, in, lately in society, this has become a very touchy subject. And I want us to, to even touch the touchy subject because if we look at how God has this laid out, it shouldn't be touchy. It should be something that we are able to follow. Now, something just came to my mind. Now, bear with me, especially out of the First Peter 3 part that I, 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 need to, I need to touch on. It says in there, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, that's what, that's what clicked in my mind. What if my husband is not obeying the word? If you read the rest of that scripture, it says, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. If you are serving God, and you are doing the things that God has called for you to do as the wife, and your husband seems to be far away from God, you still submit yourself to him until it gets crazy. If it gets crazy, then, of course, you don't violate moral or ethical rules, right? If your husband... I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to get some, I might get a couple of emails on this. If your husband says, I rather you, I want you to spend time with me today rather than to go to church, guess what I'm going to tell you to do? Huh? Spend time, oh, see, the, see, this is a very funny. I heard what the young women said, and I heard what the old older women said, and it is, it wasn't the same thing. She said, it was the same. Yeah, would you be quiet? Would you, oh, um, amen. I'm talking to this. Okay. You relax. Y'all good. Spend time with your husband. Because when you let him know that he is important to you, he will begin to pull back layers and God will begin to work in him. Again, this is not... This is not a situation where if there is some type of physical or mental, if you feel that you're in an abusive situation, this is not a, a, a thing for, I'm telling you, your pastor's telling you to stay in the midst of that and let God work it out. We're going to let the police help you work it out, and God can deal with him while you're praying for him. Okay? I am not advocating that you stay 
in those type of situations because that is not good for the health of you nor the health of your children. So we want to say that if you are walking according to the word of God and he does not want to, that does not mean that you abandon walking in the word of God because it is by your actions that he's going to be drawn closer to God. I just, in fact, this week, as I, uh, as I was driving, I heard the story of this woman. Her husband was just totally against God. He was like atheist, but she loved the Lord, and they got married. And folks was like, you should just leave him. You, she said, no. She just kept praying for her husband, kept living a godly life before, before him. And, that, and that's why I asked the question, because it was times when she would be like, well, I'm getting ready to go to Bible study. And he would be like, well, no, I want you to stay with me. And she would stay with him. Ten years later, he got saved. Ten years later, he got saved. Now, some folks are like, if he don't get saved in ten minutes or ten months or ten weeks, I'm, I'm leaving. But she was falling. On, she said, I'm going to live this life before God, and God's going to do the work. And her, her thing was, it, 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 I wanted him to accept Christ in his life. However, that wasn't for me to make happen. That's God's responsibility. I'm supposed to just live the life. And that's what she did. And that was the result. So we sometimes, when it doesn't feel as pleasant as we want it to be, we kind of forget that the word of God really has no time limit. It's actually set up outside of time so that it can affect time. So if we do it according to God's word, we will get the changes that God has declared that his word will bring about. Okay? So... The right meaning of a wife is one that is equal to but willfully submits her authority to the husband in order that they can be in line with the word of God. Y'all hear what I say? All right. With that being said, if you heard this today and there are some things that you are kind of trying to work through and figure out for yourself, this is what I want to tell you. The bottom line of this is what I tell, say every Sunday is you have to have a relationship with Jesus in order for this to function in the way that it was designed. Now you can physically go through it, but there's a spiritual component to this that a lot of us are missing. And if we want you to get a hold of that spiritual component because it's essential to you moving forward into what God has for you. And the process is not a hard process. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And so what it is saying is saying with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Saved is being delivered rescued from a penalty. The penalty in this environment is, the, is death. But Jesus has come to give you life and give you everlasting life. And if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be delivered, rescued, and set free. And so this is what we want for you. We want you to accept Christ into your life, 
we want you to realize that without him, you have a deficiency that will cause you to not spend eternity with God. And if you will accept the fact that this gift that God has for you, which is accept Christ into your life, that he will reconcile you back to God, and then we will have the spiritual component to all this, the physical things that you're trying to do, and it will take you to a whole other <coughs> level. If that is a decision that you have decided to make today, we want to assist you along this journey. Because this is not an individual event, this is a team sport. And we will want to come alongside you and assist you with that journey. So you can contact us at info at godshousecc.com. That's info at godshousecc.com. Or you can text us on our text number at 864-920-0100. We will come alongside you, assist you, help you to learn more, to be more, and to do more according to God's word. Because that's what this is all about. Conforming more and more to the image of Christ. Well, friends and family... That's episode number two of spiritual, I mean, uh, spiritual authority, of some assembly required, the right meaning. What is the meaning of a wife? Next week, we're going to hit episode number three, and you can probably already guess what it is if you're walking through Ephesians, the fifth chapter, and we'll hit, we'll hit that next week. And until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.